Hello everybody, Raul Smith here with a very special announcement. I am going to be appearing on the Ace in the Hole live podcast uh, sometime within the next couple of weeks, so late January, early February 2024. Uh, the man that's hosting the podcast, Nate Drew, invited me personally to appear on his podcast and talk not only about this podcast but also about galactic digital studios so keep an eye out for that uh wherever you are listening to this podcast that would be spotify google podcasts apple podcasts uh facebook youtube pretty much anywhere so with that out of the way let's dive into our topic for today So, by raise of hands, who here had the Charlotte Hornets as the ones that would land Cal Lowry in their NBA pool? No one? No one? That's what I thought. Anyway, this is Sports Central part of the Closing Tag Network and recording this on June, on January 23rd. I wish it was July. Jesus, it is so cold in here. So let's talk for a minute about the Miami Heat. So the Miami Heat, pretty much since last season, have been trying desperately to trade their backup point guard, Cal Lowry, especially after um, Tyler Hero emerged as pretty much the guy. Well, maybe not the guy. Jimmy Butler's still there. But like the guy for the starting position for the Miami Heat. And there was a lot of rumors going around that Miami is going to try and trade both Hero and Lowry in the Damian Lillard fiasco. That didn't work, obviously. Then there was rumors going around that they were going to try and trade Lowry to Cleveland for Donovan Mitchell. Again, that didn't work. So... Imagine my surprise when I find out earlier today that the Charlotte Hornets made a move for Kyle Lowry. So here's the trade per NBA.com. The Miami Heat will be trading Kyle Lowry and a 2027 first round pick to the Charlotte Hornets for Terry Rozier. Yeah. Remember that name. Terry Rozier. Now, the 2027 first round pick is lottery protected. And if, in fact, Miami does wind up in the lottery in 2027, not likely, then that pick would then be converted to a 2028 unprotected first round pick. I say unlikely because, come on, 
Do you really expect the Miami Heat to be in the lottery in 2027 or really anytime soon? Here are my thoughts. Obviously, Charlotte is doing their best to try and get something. Something going. Lowry is an expiring contract. $29.7 million for the rest of the season. And it's possible that they may flip that pick or flip that trade to try and get something out of all of this because, come on. And this is coming from a Utah Jazz fan, by the way. Do you really think NBA free agents are going to be going to Charlotte? Not likely. And in the meantime, Terry Rozier, who's making $23.2 million, is basically there to... Here's what I'm thinking. Miami's probably doing this to try and get under the luxury tax threshold. Because they were kind of right there. They were pretty much on that cusp as it was. So this move will probably knock them below the threshold and throwing a, throwing a protected first round pick kind of sweetens the pot for Charlotte because they pretty much know Lowry is done. My suspicion is that they are going to buy Lowry out for the rest of the season so that Lowry can go sign for a contender. I don't know which contender. My guess would be either Milwaukee or Boston as a backup. And pretty much eat the rest of the cost. Because Charlotte's not going to do anything for the rest of the season. Come on. So. That is pretty much what's going on. And I have a suspicion that Charlotte is going to try and tank. I don't know who is worthy of tanking for, but Charlotte right now has the third best odds at landing the number one pick behind San Antonio and Detroit. Detroit has four wins, by the way, still. So there's your update on Detroit Watch. Yes, I am going to keep updating every time I talk about the NBA. I'm going to keep updating. Okay, where's Detroit? Is Detroit still on pace to be the worst team ever? And the answer to that is yes. But Lowry, here's the thing about Lowry. He doesn't need to go to a contender. He already has a ring. He won a ring when he was in Toronto in 2019. So pretty much like 
he could probably just call it a day at this point if he wanted to. Just take his money and basically go home. Now, I suspect he probably will not be doing that. But time will tell. But that is not the only jarring news to be coming out of the NBA today. It was confirmed earlier today by Adrian Wojnarowski and then um yeah here's the here's the thing uh the milwaukee bucks are making the news and not in a good way the milwaukee bucks have fired rookie head coach adrian griffin after only 43 games now there are plenty of bad teams right now in the nba like I mentioned, you have Detroit, you have San Antonio, you have Charlotte, you have Washington, you have Memphis, who's kind of on the decline, especially after John Morant got hurt. You have Portland. Milwaukee is not one of those bad teams. They are second in the Eastern Conference right now at 30 wins and 13 losses. Behind only Boston, who I still think is the best team in the league, even though they got beat by the defending champion Nuggets. Per Adrian Wojnarowski, the Bucks are expected to make assistant head coach Joe Prunty, their interim head coach, Prunty, a longtime assistant, has served previous interim stints in both Milwaukee and Atlanta. So he's been here before. The dip in Milwaukee's defensive performance had raised concerns about the Bucks' viability as a championship contender. Okay, well, that makes a little bit of sense. Even after they had acquired seven-time All-Star or seven-time All-NBA guard Damian Lillard, before the season to team up with two-time MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Bucks rank 22nd in the league. 22nd? What the hell? Milwaukee had given Griffin his first head coaching job this summer after firing Mike Budenholzer who led the Bucks in 2021 to their first NBA championship in half a century. See, there's the first mistake right there. And I know that they did that to placate to Giannis. But they probably shouldn't have fired Budenholzer. Budenholzer was a good coach. He was a really good coach. There was no reason for them to fire him. You could still do the Damian Lillard trade. Do everything that you were doing before. But minus the firing of Budenholzer. And I think you would have been fine. Now they're stuck in this weird space. Where they're having to rely on. Basically a lame duck interim head coach. Joe Prunty. rather than 
you know, relying on a proven winner like Budenholzer. And of course, it didn't help that, you know, assistant coach Terry Stotts abruptly left shortly after Griffin was appointed the head coach. Stotts, of course, was the guy in Portland that really helped mold Lillard to be, you know, Damian Lillard. I mean, he was always Damian Lillard, but... You know, Stotts kind of helped him take that next step, if you catch my drift. So, the thing that I really was disturbed about was all the Bucks fans online talking about how this is a perfect opportunity to bring in a proven winner and a proven head coach like Doc Rivers. Really? You want to hire the only head coach in NBA history to choke away three, three to one leads in the playoffs as a last ditch effort to win a championship here and now. That's your master plan. Do you have brain damage? I'm sorry. I I did not mean that to come across as offensive or, you know, insensitive. But are you on drugs? Doc Rivers has a championship. Yes. He won that championship, however, in 2008. There are some people listening to this podcast that weren't even alive at that time. And you want to hire him as your head coach. Whatever, dude. That is why the Bucks are the Bucks, and you are Donald sitting behind a keyboard or on your phone, you know, tweeting about stupid shit. Sorry. But that's pretty much the extent of the NBA news, other than, you know, we have a new member of the 70-point club, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is really, really trying to prove a point about being the MVP. Just saying. But that wasn't the biggest shocker recently as far as points scored in a game. The shocker was Kath. Carl Anthony Towns dropping 62. Let me pull up the schedule here real quick. I mean, it's one thing 
to drop 70 on the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, it's San Antonio. Pretty much everybody does it these days. San Antonio's pretty much lost their way. But to drop 62. Okay, well, that makes more sense. Never mind, I retract that take. Carl Anthony Towns dropped 62 on the Charlotte Hornets, and the Hornets still won. That's probably why they traded Rozier. They're like, uh, we're winning too much. We might want to trade this guy away soon. We're kind of tanking over here. Come on. But right now, as it stands in the NBA rankings, and this is while there's a game going on right now between the two LA teams. By the way, go look at, go on Google, go on YouTube, go after you're watching this video, obviously, and go look up the progress, I guess you could say, of the Intuit Dome, which is going to be in Inglewood, California, which is just outside Los Angeles. Go look at the progress and then go look at the specs on that boy. Go look at, you know, what the concept is and what, you know, what everything is supposed to do. That stadium is going to be wild. It is going to be nuts. I don't know how much of the construction cost that Steve Ballmer footed, but holy shit. That is a nice looking stadium. I would not mind going to a Jazz Clippers game there. Of course, if I had the money. So right now, as the standings go, in the East, you've got Boston at one, as I mentioned, the best team in the league. Milwaukee at two, Philadelphia three, Cleveland four, New York five, Miami six, Indiana seven, Orlando eight. Orlando was at the number two seed for a while there in the East, and now they've dropped all the way down to eight. As my cat is singing the song of his people. Hi. Chicago 9, Atlanta 10. See, there's a team that probably should fire their head coach. And I say that as a guy that supported Quinn Snyder when he was here. Brooklyn 11, Toronto 12, Charlotte 13, Washington 14, Detroit 15. And then in the West, you've got Minnesota 1, Oklahoma right there at two. So they're so Minnesota has 30 wins. Oklahoma has 29. So they're kind of like neck and neck. Denver three, Clippers at four, New Orleans at five, Phoenix at six. Phoenix has gone up a little bit. Sacramento at seven. Dallas at eight. Ooh, 
the Lakers at 9, Utah at 10, Houston 11, Golden State at 12. Golden State is the fourth worst team in the West. Let us all have a moment of silence. I said silence for the Golden State Warriors dynasty because it is officially dead. Memphis at 13, Portland at 14, San Antonio at 15. If the playoffs were to start today, Golden State wouldn't even be in the play-in. That is sad. But I called it. I said what I said when I basically read the eulogy of the Golden State Warriors dynasty. And now the cat is going crazy. Oh, he found one of his mouse toys. So with that, I think we'll go ahead and call that for today. If you are listening to this on Spotify, leave a review. If you're watching this on Facebook, like, share, and comment if you could please. If you are watching this on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell for notifications. That way, if I drop a new video, you will be notified. I may or may not drop shorts of this guy over here. Maybe. We'll see. I do want to thank you guys for listening, for watching, for donating, for, you know, downloading, for doing everything in your power to make this podcast churn and sing. Your efforts are not going unnoticed. So thank you. And I am going to try and warm up and then go to bed because it is late. All right, guys, remember to include your closing tags. Thanks.